you don't mm-hmm. have too many people that are collecting data and doing a you know a good job at that you know having accurate information and also guys that are able to like interpret that and actually be like are also a great coach one aspect of that is um, the difference between a trend and a fad the baseball community sometimes takes these fads that might, might only be a duration of time and try to turn into a trend and one thing that is always consistent is the coach the coaching aspect of baseball that's the trend you know, instead of going to imright.com, like you go look at the stuff that would disprove what you're saying. And then you also look at the stuff that, you know, correlates with what you're saying. Right. And you kind of come up to a conclusion um, after deductive reasoning and all that stuff. Fellas, fellas, fellas. Welcome back to the Farm System Podcast, your home for baseball development. We're here for you, by you and with you. I'm your co-host, Joey Cunha. And I'm Bo Callis. This podcast is designed for coaches, players, scouts, really anyone looking to further their development in the game of baseball. Here at the Farm System, we take pride in being lifelong learners, and we're here to be a bridge from where you are to where you're going. We'd like to welcome back our veteran listeners. We're happy to grow with you again. We'd also like to welcome our first-time listeners, the rookies. Don't worry, every vet was once a rookie. This podcast is brought to you by our partners over at Rapsodo, Measure to Master. Rapsodo brings powerful insights into every pitch. They help players and coaches improve their performance through real data. On this episode of The Farm Unfiltered, Bo and I talk through what it looks like for the future of baseball when it comes to data and analytics, different opportunities with, for those positions, and also where the game is headed and how you can be a part of it. Pull up a seat. Grab your notepad. Here's Bo and Joe. Welcome back to another episode of The Farm Unfiltered. Yeah, it's great to be back on the air with you, Joey. It's another great day and opportunity to talk some baseball. And pitchers and catchers reporting and spring training right around the corner. Uh, one thing I've been seeing on Twitter is some of these offseason hires. Uh, it's interesting to see how the game is going. And I know it's something we talk about frequently, Joey. So um, why don't you go ahead and start us off by uh, taking us through your thoughts on these trends in baseball? Yeah, no, I think um, it actually happened a lot quicker uh, than I expected, Bo. I mean, really looking into um, a lot of how, you know, baseball was trending. I thought it was going to take, a you know, somewhere in the, the realm of three years or two or three years before, you know, some of those transitions started taking place. And, you know, this past uh, off season, you know, some baseball, uh, teams really made some some plunges and went some different directions and uh, started trying some things out, made some you know new positions and investing in a whole bunch of different uh, data techniques and all kinds of different ways to collect you know so I have some data collection strategies you know, going forward with a lot of these hires that they're they're going with and uh, pretty interesting. Um, I mean, obviously one thing that I could say that's pretty common in in baseball is they jump from one realm all the way straight to another realm, and I think. In some sense, I would say that I think that they've gone pretty far uh, in the opposite direction. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of really good older scouts or a lot of different, you know, uh, older um, employees that they've had that I think that have a lot of value that they hold to players. I mean, obviously, we've had on, you know, Bobby not too long ago and as well. And, you know, there's there's some of these there's some of these um 
guys that I think have a ton of value. And I think that they're kind of being pushed out of the game when um, I think people don't really understand uh, just their communication techniques. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the, in the realm of the actual application of what they're actually telling hitters and stuff like that, I think um, in some sense, there's like a middle ground uh, between the two. Cause you also, I think where they've gone too far in one direction is there's some of these guys uh, that have never even played baseball before. Um, yeah. Some guys are just strictly, you know, all they know how to do is run numbers and uh, you'd say, Oh, that's great. But again, they're probably working in the front office. And I'm like, no, like some of these guys are actually like with athletes, like mm-hmm. they're with professional athletes and they're providing data and they're providing uh, their perspective on data because they're being um, kind of put in positions where they're supposed to be able to interpret it. And mm-hmm. I think, in that same sense that they might have gone too far in one direction, if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think one one aspect of that is um, the difference between a trend and a fad. You know, yeah. Um, yeah, that's good. The, the baseball community sometimes takes these fads that might, might only be a duration of time and try to turn it into a trend. And one thing that is always consistent is the coach, the coaching aspect of baseball. That's the trend. You know, considering that, obviously, technology – I think that's something that's going to last in the game. How do you think that balance should be taken into consideration when um, approaching some of these new hires and outweighing the pros and cons of that? Yeah, well, I think um, the hard part about all of that is when you actually evaluate that is you don't have too many people that are in the middle. You don't have too many people that are collecting data and doing a, you know, a good job at that, you know, having accurate information um, and also guys that are able to like interpret that and actually be like, are also a great coach, right? Mm-hmm. There, while there is some out there that are, that are really good and there's definitely uh, some people that are leading the charge on that. Um, I don't think that there is a ton of options when you look at that. Um, I think that's something that is very, um, I, and also too, and if you are to come across that, uh, for example, like, you know, even like here at 108 or even, you know, even uh, some of the driveline employees or, you know, some of the, you know, I know Strickland and some of these other guys, like some of these guys are uh, getting some consulting contracts and stuff like that. But to fire, I mean, to hire somebody like that full time is, is not a, uh, it's not a cheap thing, especially because most of these people that can do this usually own a player development like companies, right? Yeah. So the issue with that is if you go to hire uh, one of those guys, like if you're going to go hire Kyle body, if you're going to go hire, you know, uh, Eugene, if you're going to go hire, uh, you know, Strickland full time or something like that, like these guys have a business. So what you need to do, if you're going to hire them is you're going to have to pay them, you know, a salary, but also too, you're going to have to make it worth it enough that they're willing to risk their business. Right. Yeah. Or, or you're going to have to pay them to risk their business in the sense of like, you're going to have to pay for their business. Right. Yeah. So like, because you got, people will got to understand this too. It's like, yeah, but you get to go work in the MLB. It's like, well, first off, like, you know, even here one away, right. We consult with major league teams all the time. We have, you know, GMs, we have, you know, uh, player development staff constantly here, directors of player development. I mean, hitting coordinators, like they get, guys are here all the time. They're either that or they're calling in and they're asking for our advice. They want to know how I'm training hitters or whatever, you know? Now with that being said, they got to understand that if, if one of those guys were to take a job or um, not, not only that, like, again, if, even if, you know, let's say somebody like me were to take a job in that arena, um, the issue with base uh, major league baseball is like, if you weren't getting a multi-year contract, you know, like, let's say, let's say you leave that and you go and 
you go and jump into that career and a year from now they change, you know, leadership, right? They have a new, they have a new director of player development or whatever that may be. And then all of a sudden they go, start going a different direction. Well, now a year from now, let's say you only have a year contract. Um, you know, you might have lost your business, right? Now you also don't have a job on that team in major league baseball, you know, that you're putting yourself in a very, a hard position to be in, um, especially, you know, just with what's at risk just to get, you know, what, what, it, let's say all together, if you weren't running your business and you started losing, having some losses, is it really worth, you know, having the notoriety or the, you know, like the positioning of just being in major league baseball? I don't think, you know, that alone is enough for people that own businesses like that, you know? Yeah. And I think one aspect of that as well is, um, you know, these guys own facilities partially because they they love the data and analytical side, but they also love the coaching aspect. Some of those things that you're seeing at that higher level, are they are they strictly hiring analysis to do that, or or do they allow them to coach? Is it a combination of both, or how does that exactly work? Like like even at 108, I know you guys have some positioning there for some data uh, analyst stuff. Um, is it kind of a blend of both, or do they want people just to kind of analyze the data and give these coaches advice on how to do it? Yeah, no, uh, great question. So I think I think it's really a mix of a couple of different things. So um, obviously it matters by the organization and how progressive they are. Um, so obviously there's that middle ground when guys like start um, playing around with some of the the data is they're, they're, they now start, you know, first off, you know, step one is they're like, man, we need to start collecting data, right? So they get in this first stage of, all right, we need to start collecting all this data. We need to start interpreting uh, this data. And then when they get to that, that stage of interpretation, um, I think there's, there's definitely, um, some teams like notably that are, that have, that have gone down that branch and then realized, okay, hold on. We can't just go all in this direction. Cause they started realizing that again, they don't know what any of this, you know, information means. Is it even useful, right? Just because we have data and stuff, just because we have points, can we even use this to our benefit? Um, you know, how accurate, is this information, how advanced is our technology to even, you know, to accurately interpret if we're making decisions off of these numbers, you know, how accurate are these numbers? Sometimes we just take for granted. It's like, oh, it's, you know, it's a, this big tech company, they have really accurate numbers. They have to, it's like, no, like, think about it. Like this is the first, you know, evolution or the first, you know, some of these guys are still in their first version of their technology, right? So there's going to be mistakes. I mean, think of it like the first iPhone, Right. So you got like the first iPhone, there's going to be things if we were to, if I were to hand you an iPhone now, you'd be like, what, you know, from the first generation, you guys would be like, what the heck, you know, um, it's, it's very, it's going to keep getting better. The technology is going to keep getting better, better. It's going to provide more metrics, more analytics. And I think, um, and some of these, some of these guys are a hundred percent are not working with players and all they're doing is collecting data. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and then also some of these guys are, you know, uh, basically getting this information, interpreting, and then presenting it to someone that's in the uh, player development staff, like let, let it be the director of player development, or let it be, you know, maybe again, a coach at a certain level. And that's like providing them like in-game insights, like, Hey, you know, they're having a meeting in the morning with the manager at that level and saying, Hey, you know, just a heads up, you know, against lefties, Joey bag of donuts is, you know, swinging, you know, <laughs> under a hundred <laughs> and yeah. he can't hit a curveball to save his life, you know, stuff like that, you know, like, so there, there is stuff, you know, positions like that. And then there's also some organizations that I know of that are literally hiring guys that all they've done is interpret uh, data and then having them 
like in direct contact with players, which yeah. I feel like is a not the greatest in that sense. Like I, they'll they'll you know again that could change throughout the that could change quickly that could change right now in spring training. But um, you know as I've kind of determined and kind of figured out what guys you know roles are in certain organizations. Uh, I think in some realms, in some teams, they may have gone. They they kind of need to keep walking down that branch till they realize that they're going to need more than just someone there collecting the numbers and providing, looking at a needle in a haystack within all of this data and trying to pull things out of it. Um, I think it's much more beneficial for someone like again, like let's say somebody like, okay, so like I as working with with athletes all the time, especially professional athletes and. And uh, just all the data that I see on a constant basis, um, because I know the movement side, right? And I know what's actually creating the data, which is the movement, right? Yep. yep. I can, I can instead of looking for a needle in a haystack, I can go looking for what I'm like. I know that there's probably a correlation somewhere, right? Yeah. Like, oh, okay, there's probably a correlation between this and this, and I go looking for that, and then go, okay, now I actually fact check myself there isn't a correlation. I was wrong. Right. Yeah. Or no. Yeah, there is a correlation. This is the correlation. Right. So it's it basically just like using uh, the scientific method, uh, method for that. Right. Like you have a hypothesis of what you think is going to happen. Right. Mm -hmm. What you think the information or what the data is going to tell you. And then you go looking for that. And you, again, you try to disprove yourself. Right. You try to look yep. for data that, that, is counter to what you're saying instead of overlooking all the data that would, you know, instead of going to I'm right.com, like you go look at the stuff that would disprove what you're saying. And then you also look at the stuff that, you know, correlates with what you're saying. Right. And you kind of come up to a conclusion um, after deductive reasoning and all that stuff, you know, throughout that process. But if I think if you're just hiring a, someone that's just pulling data and they don't understand the movement side, it's really, really like a waste of time in some sense um, it's just really not efficient. It's just not efficient. Um, yeah. There's gonna be a whole bunch of time. There's gonna be a whole bunch of trial and error, um, which there always is in the player development context anyways. But I think even more than what's needed, if that makes sense. No, yeah, I was having this conversation with um, a friend of mine in the baseball community. And, you know, these these major league organizations can afford, you know, to hire people and and, and kind of grow through that going growing process where, um, some of these teams see these trends that, you know, the Houston Astros and, and the Chicago Cubs are doing. And they think, you know, if we analyze some data, we gather information that, you know, we'll see similar success. But, um, you know, data is data. You know, that's not the answer. Um, the answer is understanding and interpreting the data and getting your players to do it. And kind of building off that a little bit here, what do you think about the impact that, um, you know, social media, Twitter, obviously that's how we were getting on the conversation to begin with is having on these hires. And what do you think um, that kind of platform has for coaches that are looking to get into the game? Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, you've seen already and everybody's really seen if you've been paying attention to the game is, you know, if you have a social media following and you're, you're collecting data and showing how your players are getting better, the majority of those guys are getting hired. Those guys have either been hired or are hired. So, even if they weren't having, even if they weren't having the maximal results, right? If you could show through numbers that your guys were getting better, I think this first wave of hires, uh, those guys got hired, right? 
So very, a very important piece, especially with the social media uh, aspect there is that, you know, before you had to be, you know, you had to play professionally or you should, you should have all this experience for that to happen. You know, now with social media and everything that you can do um, when it comes to, you know, really just projecting yourself into some of these roles or you're showing that you have some of these skills. It's a way to like a continuous like interview process on social media every single day. You could po- you could post your methods of, of player development and how you're getting players better. And so because of that, I think uh, it's really put people in a strong position to get hired that deserve to get hired. And also too, obviously through this first wave and us being, you know, just again, kind of going on some new land here is that we're trying to learn how to navigate. And so sometimes I think, you know, again, I think this first wave of fires, um, some guys are going to have to be filtered back out. They're not going to see the results that they thought they were going to see. They're going to learn from it. They're going to make different hires. You know, the process will move on. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think, I think originally, uh, you know, uh, social media had a big impact. I mean, that's uh, if you, anybody that's has quite a bit of following, like I said, those guys were all getting hired and, um, you know, it's a, it's a very, it's a very efficient way of showing your skills, um, of showing how good you are and showing what, you, you know, what you can do. Um, and it's really going to put people on platforms, uh, to put themselves in good positions to get, to get hired. So do you think that's, as that continues to grow and that continues to happen, obviously there's, you know, the hidden community and some people think that that's a bad thing for the game of baseball to, uh, kind of like a slippery slope for some of these organizations. What's your thought on that? I mean, do you think it's do you think it's a necessity, or do you think it could lead and set some bad precedents? Do I think that uh, being on Twitter or social media is a necessity? No. Well, yeah, that and just as far as I mean, analyzing this stuff on social media, people are kind of looking at that as like the end all be all. And gotcha. as far as the tech way, um, yeah. where some of these old schools guys, you know, they 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 kind of debunk the, the Twitter hitting community, you know, what, what are your thoughts on the balance between that? Yeah, no, I think, I think at the end of the day, it does, it still comes back to relationships, even though these guys had, you know, again, like create up a social media following at the end of the day, these guys also were in contact with some people and had some relationships built. Right. Yeah. Uh, they didn't just, you know, it wasn't just a random thing. You know, these guys have been reached out to before by, you know, professional coaches, um, they've, you know, again, expressed what they're doing, what projects they're working on, um, the, you know, the findings of those projects. And then also too, obviously somebody at the upper level, uh, correlated that with uh, value that they thought they could add to the organization. Right. So yep. I think, I think that there is that side, um, that if you're an older coach and again, you're not taking advantage of social media, I think you're missing some things. Yep. Um, I think also with that being said, if, you're a guy that's just doing all this data and analytics and you think that that like you've already missed that wave Mm -hmm. right like you got to be able to the next wave will be people that can interpret it and then change what the data says right like which comes from movement right so i think those people will be the next wave it's not you know right now i think there was the last couple years not just this year the last couple years there's been a lot of hires on people that were just uh data analyst and there'll always be a place for that right like i think even there's there's a need for that um and in the major leagues and you know it's only going to get there's only going to build a bigger and bigger need for that as you go forward but yeah there's definitely the next wave is going to be first off you need if you want to do that just like like we were talking about with uh you know 108 one thing that we're offering right now is that we're taking in uh data a data analyst uh interns 
right? So if you want to work in major league baseball and you have no experience and being a data analyst, right? And also too, the, to be, have experience, one of those steps is to have access to this data, which means, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's definitely some major league resources that you could use, uh, to kind of get some information, but you know, if you're want to use all these technologies that these, uh, um, with the player development staff is getting into major league baseball and you want to show that, you know, uh, all those things, you kind of got to go to a private facility like ours or, you know, drive lines or, you know, Strickland's place over there or anything like that. You need to go to, uh, somebody's place that actually has a lot of this information that you can pull from and then uh, show that you have experience with it, um, show that you're getting results and that you're changing some of these metrics and like what projects that you're working on. And I think to do that, like, again, you need to get in with a place like that because, you know, there's not too many places that have access. Like, you know, again, like I've mentioned multiple times, like we have flight scope, we have, um, hit tracks, we have rap soto, we have, you know, we just had the Acrotech here the other day. We have 3d software. We, I mean, we get like a blast. We have a whole bunch of stuff, right? Mm, so yeah. Yeah, you know, there's not too many places. Even if you go work at a college, you might have access to maybe one or two of those, maybe, yeah. you know, max. So, yeah. Um, you know, since there's places like ours that have so much technology that you can use and kind of dig your hands into, it's a great opportunity for you to display. And also too, with professional athletes, right? Um, that's another scope. They want to see people that are, uh, working with people that are, uh, that are professional athletes. Right. So I think, I think that's a, that's a big wave is, uh, the next one here coming is that people need to get in and just show, uh, like work on things and put their head mm-hmm. down low and kind of like, like you got to think of it like almost um, like a prerequisite, you know, to get into major league baseball is you're going to have to come to places, especially like ours. Like we've had major, like we've had, I think we had just this past off season. I think we had six guys that used to work for 108 that got hired in the MLB. Wow. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like, and that was like, you know, over, over time of like four and a half years of people that have worked for us, but like still, Mm-hmm. Um, with that being said, we had like six guys that were like hired and some of them were, you know, uh, dealt with some, uh, data interpretation, you know, all, all kinds of different fields for us. But, um, it's something to keep in mind. It's something to keep in mind as you roll forward is like, you know, we are kind of, we're always getting, like I said, we consult with a lot of these teams when they're calling and asking what we're doing. And then we put our guys in a position to, uh, display like their projects or what we're using or who, you know, who's running all of our data and analytics for us and all that stuff. Like it puts guys in a position to get hired, um, you know, and puts them on a platform, like I had kind of mentioned in the very beginning. So that's, that's huge in my opinion. Yeah. No, I think that, um, uh, like you mentioned there, I think it is a prerequisite and you kind of, uh, touched on it a little bit, kind of walked into the spider web there. I know you guys have a couple openings for interns. Um, do you mind opening that up? Touch on, you know, what they can expect and how important that programming is for, um, you know, them to get the the information, but also them uh, moving forward. Yeah. So uh, what we what we've started seeing that we needed a demand for is that obviously as we grow and the more and more more and more data that we have available to us. The problem is, again, we have all this technology, but we need more people to analyze it, right? To run reports, mm-hmm. to go off on like tangents when it comes straight to just the data and analytics. Well, you know, again, um, you know, Wes and I, Wes is the director of pitching. We need to get him on here at some point, but Wes is the director of pitching. And with me being the director of hitting, um, you know, obviously we are, we're on the floor a uh, majority of the day. And also on top of that, uh, we're also running, we have direct reports or you have people that we're responsible for. We have, you know, like over a hundred and, you know, uh, like 75 athletes that we're responsible for as well. 
So like when you, when you take all that together, you know, and uh, we have guys flying in on a constant basis from like an, our remote programming and all that stuff, like we, you know, we just honestly just don't have the time to do what we'd like to do when it comes mm -hmm. to data, right? So we thought of this idea again of, um, you know, obviously a lot of these, we, it's a win-win for both sides. Like there's a lot of people that want to look to get into major league baseball when it comes to, you know, data analysts and things like that. And also for us, like, you know, uh, it's really hard for us to, it's really hard for us to see, you know, what guys are capable of or what, you know, again, we, we have no idea when guys get in here, it's, it's kind of like open format. Like we want guys to come in with a little bit of experience, right? Like know how to use, um, and turn some of this technology or use something like it in the past. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and then when they come in though, I like how I would imagine it, um, as we kind of go forward is that we're thinking like, again, like we have, instead of looking for a needle in a haystack, which they could also have projects like that as well, that might take more and more time. Um, obviously like Wes and I would then project, uh, what we, you know, want them to go looking for, you know, like, Hey, we think that there'll be a correlation between this and this, uh, could you run, you know, through all of our data, look for this. Um, and then let's come out with a blog on that, right? Like let's come out with information that's usable. Let's come out with information that we could, you know, that helps us grow as an organization, things like that. Um, and also too gives people the opportunity to not only work with major league baseball, but also in the same sense, you know, earn an opportunity just here with us, you know, mm -hmm. just to be part of our staff. So I think it's a win-win on that side is that, people have the opportunity to come to somewhere like this, like a culture, again, like major league organizations are coming to us because private organizations will always be ahead of mainstream organizations because of the sense that we have no red tape, right? We can do whatever we want to do when we want to do it, right? We could stop doing whatever we want to do whenever we want to do it. And so because of that, we could try new technologies. We can implement things very quickly. So because of that, like we'll always be ahead when it comes to the player development stuff, because we're able to try so many more things. And also we don't have to be ready. We're not getting a player ready to play at five o'clock. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? We're not, we're not getting a player ready to play at seven o'clock at night. No, we're like, we're all in on the player development side. So because of that, that's why those teams and organizations uh, want to reach out to, you know, uh, places like ours is because of where, you know, our focus is and what we have the capability of doing. So I think that's a big part, and I think that's why it's such a great opportunity, um, you know, for guys like that to jump on board is, again, if they want to get into Major League Baseball, like this is a great stepping stone. Or, again, if they want to get hired on with a private institution, which they've been doing that for years, now baseball is finally starting to spend some money on the player development side. But mm -hmm. even, you know, even though it looked all shiny to, to be an MLB coach, those guys weren't getting paid much for a long time. So, um, you know, again, that's why a lot of people were staying in college baseball or that's why a lot of people were working with private uh, places like ours because you know the, the pay in baseball is uh tough especially you know when you start getting in the player development side now now that uh that's changed a little bit they're starting to spend a little bit of money now in the player development sector and i think it's just going to increase as we go on but um yeah i think this is a it's a great opportunity for a lot of people to kind of get their feet wet um and kind of work in a field like that and work in a prestigious you know player development you know facility in the nation yeah are you guys looking for, um, you know, people uh, with specific prerequisites? Are you looking for coaches? Um, any degrees required? I mean, is it are they going to be hands on? Are you looking for a blend of that, or um, are you looking for people to just interpret and analyze the data? Um, I would say, I would say the position is still it's not it's not set in stone of what that role looks like, right? 
Mm-hmm. So as I was explaining this to one of our um, one of our uh, employees the other day, I was like, I was like, you got to think of it like this: like if we were again, if we were corporate America or we were an MLB team, right? You'd come in and we'd have clear outlines. This is what I want you to do. This is your checklist for the day, right? Like kind of very white and black, mm-hmm. right? Um, with a with an organization like us, just like even with my role, right? When I first got here, uh, there's like an idea of what that role looks like. But just like when um, Jason talks about it all the time, when he came into like driveline, right? Mm-hmm. When you when when he first walked in, there was no checklist for him yeah. to get done. They just gave him like you know, okay, here's fifty thousand, <laughs> here's fifty thousand, here's a hit tracks, do whatever the hell you want to do, mm-hmm. right? And then build this program. Um, and so that's that's where we kind of leaving it up to interpretation of who is to be hired is again, like, what are they capable of doing? What are they capable of handling? What experience do they have? Have they ever, you know, we have, we have guys that have uh, already applied again, maybe they've been uh, the, you know, like collecting data analytics for a college team already, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe for their, their, uh, they have Rapsodo data and TrackMan data. Like one of our, one of the, somebody from a, a bigger school had, had already applied uh, that analyzes data for one of those teams. Right. Um, So they have some experience. Maybe they already have. I want them to tell me their ideas. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't want to just push my ideas on them. Like, yeah, I have an idea of what I would like to use them for once they're here. But I'd rather hear their ideas and what they want to do. Because, again, that's a that's a field that, yeah, um, I focus and I use data, but that's not what I do every day. Right. Mm -hmm. So somebody um, I mean, I I do use data every single day, but that's not like all I do every single day. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, someone that does that every single day and that's kind of like their their uh, what gets them going. Right. I want to hear their ideas and what they yeah. think that position looks like. And I want them to forecast that. I want them to show me uh, projects that they've done in the past and correlations that they've made. And then, um, you know, and necessarily too, can they explain it? Do they know why that data is what it is? Right. And mm-hmm. they have different skills that puts them in a different position uh, to do some different things with us. So really, at this point, we kind of left it open. Uh, we've set some criteria in the sense of we want people that do come in and have a little bit of experience, like in the mm-hmm. sense, even if I don't care if position wise, like if they've ever worked for somebody and did this full time, because, you know, necessarily, I wouldn't say that that is, um, it's a really hard job to get right, which is why we're offering this opportunity. So again, if even if someone's been doing that more freelance, right, and just kind of doing it as a hobby, and now they want to do that full time, right, that's, that's, we're leaving that position open, not only to like, it's not just an internship of, I, I would think of it more as like a just long, like a job interview basically. Yeah. Right. So, um, guys that come in here and do an internship, show us what skills they have, show us what value they have, what they can bring to the table and earn a chance to get on board with us. And then again, obviously uh future mount themselves to a, uh, major league organization as well. If that was what they would like to do, or if they'd like to stay with us, whatever that is again, more open format. And I don't, I wouldn't say that there needs to be a degree and I wouldn't say that they need to do this because I have had plenty of people and I've also worked for other organizations. I've had many people, even when it comes to like, especially with like our strength and conditioning and, uh, and our, like how our, our guys go about our business here is like, we've had guys come that have their CSCS and all these certifications and all this stuff and you interview them and it's like, dude, I feel like I'm reading a book. Like you have no original ideas. You're not progressive in your thoughts. Like where we are as an organization is we're, um, we're on the forefront of player development. And so if you don't have a forward thinking mind, you know, you working here is not going to work. 
right? Like I need you to come with original ideas, with you to want to try things, with you to, you know, like those are things that we need, right? Mm -hmm. We don't, we don't want a guy that's just going to come in and be a book guy. And if you think about that as from like from whole, there's a whole bunch of guys I can get right out of college that are book guys. Yep. Right. Like, like though, like those guys come a dime a dozen, like you, like the forward thinking guy and the guy that's going to push the envelope is something that is, you know, if you're going to be on the forefront of baseball of player development, that that's what it takes, yep. you know? So, um, I think that that's a, a big aspect of guys that want to do that. Um, and like I said, I, I'm not, I'm not all down on the degrees, I, a whole bunch of people that have a whole bunch of degrees and either, you know, that's, they, they could have got C's, C's get degrees, right? So yeah. they could have got C's the whole time. And, you know, they really don't know much when it comes to that, or maybe they're cheating off the guy next to them. I have no clue. Um, mm-hmm. or again, maybe they only know the book and they don't know, they don't have any, ex, uh, experiential, uh, knowledge to apply to that theoretical knowledge. Right. Yep. So if I, I think I take, take both on that side, that standpoint and like we're open to you know that interview process of who those people are and what experience they do have and where they feel like they they provide value and like hearing those and then also giving them the freedom to kind of develop that position and um you know and and kind of show us what they think that position looks like from their standpoint and then blending that with our vision as well you know yeah no love that and it sounds like a, a tremendous opportunity for um, you know, someone to walk in there and, and get some great experience and somebody's listening and figure, finding this out for the first time today, where can they go? Where can they apply? Where can they find this information to get that process going? Yeah. So if you kind of want to look over, uh, again, more details on the position, if you go on our social media, like again, 108 performance or uh, 108 hitting or 108 pitching or any of our instructors, we also all uh, posted it, all the directors, everybody's posted it as well, is you can kind of look at some of the details and what we're looking for and kind of some uh, finer details of kind of like who you'd be working with, stuff like that um, on that sense. And then if that sounds like something that you'd be interested in and it looks like something that uh, would be a great opportunity for you and something you feel like you could provide value to, uh, you would then um, send over your resume uh, over to W Marshall at 108 Performance Academy. Uh, it's one of our guys here. He'll look over your resume and kind of uh, consult with us and we'll kind of go through some steps. There's a obviously a process to that of what we're looking for, uh, what interviews look like. Um, and it's and it's a multiple step process uh, that we'll have guys going through. It won't be just like a phone call and say, "Okay, we'll see you next week." You know, so mm-hmm. it's a it's a process of who we're looking to add, what they add to our culture. You know, more of a holistic look could probably be uh, a multiple interview type process. So, yeah. in any case, that's kind of like what that looks like. And if you guys have any questions on that as well, obviously you guys can write me on uh, Twitter as well. I can kind of give you guys some feedback there as well. So kind of some different things and some great opportunities when it comes to that, you know? Yep. Yep. Exactly. You guys check that out and um, get towards the end here, Joy. I just want to pick your brain on this one more time. Obviously we touched on uh, the trends of the games going, Um, you know, you shared your thoughts on it. Where do you think that it's going to go in the next couple of years? And what do you think coaches should be doing to position themselves uh, to give themselves the best opportunity for, you know, that next wave uh, that baseball will go? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I think in the next couple of years, um, again, I think it's tear tottered one way towards the data too far and we'll come back to center. Not saying that we're not going to keep going with data or pushing the envelope on what uh, is available. Um, but I think that we've gone too far in the sense of, again, the needle in the haystack thoughts like, oh, we're going to just collect all this data and then that's going to tell us um, how to coach our, our players. I, I don't think 
I think that interpretation is going to change. Um, I think there's going to be much more, much more when it comes to sense, like people, there's going to be a lot more people that are coaches that are also analysts or people that have multiple, just multiple angles to look at things from, right? Maybe they have a biomechanics background. Maybe they also have a, you know, coaching background. Obviously they have another, uh, when it comes to movement and, uh, like a strength training background, right? Like all of those things, um, data analysts, right. But all of those things, someone that is multifaceted in multiple different things and then can incorporate all of that is the, like the coach of the future, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, now don't, don't get me wrong. You don't need to be a biomechanist, right? You yep. just need to know enough to be able to apply it and interpret what you're seeing and, you know, a lot of this information and also too, I mean, obviously be able to have a conversation with the biomechanist and be able to have an intelligent conversation and make some, um, you know, make it applicable. So yeah. I think that's, that's more like the future of baseball and what that looks like. And I think player, um, player development staff is going to be one of the most highly paid positions in all of baseball. Mm-hmm. I think that, uh, you know, uh, if you're spending 15 million for a guy to sit on the bench, you can pay 1 million <laughs> for, you know, other guys that are going to affect, you know, mo- like hundred plus guys in your organization. Yeah. Right. So uh, I think that's very, um, that's going to change quite a bit. I think guys are going to start spending a lot more money in tech. Um, and, uh, progressively, I also think that some tech companies are probably going to get, um, exposed in certain markets. Like, again, there's going to be competitors that come out, uh, they see the value in that now, and they're going to kind of expose some people on when it comes to how accurate their information is. Mm-hmm. So I think that will come around. Um, and then also I think that, um, you know, realistically we're, we're going to keep seeing hires that are not guys that are necessarily a played in major league baseball, but more so, uh, the value that they can demonstrate uh, when it comes to developing players. So much more than, you know, again, how high they played or whatever that may be. Um, so I think that would be that. I, I think, I think with that being said, I think this is a, a good time for me to kind of bring this up with you, Bo, and kind of have you open this up is just that um, obviously another way for guys to, you know, what's the first steps for guys to get there. And I think it comes back to resources and what's available for them to progress themselves. Um, I think that, when it comes to that, um, what we're building on our uh, website is a great resource for that. So could you kind of open up, you know, what we've been building and what we've been telling guys that have been, has been coming and kind of what's been in the works and um, you know, what, what, what it was originally going to be. And then what we decided recently that we were going to do, if you can open up all that stuff, that'd be awesome. Yeah. So, um, you know, originally Joey and I had a vision to kind of create a marketplace of resources for coaches to kind of bridge the gap between, um, you know, the way the game's going and the way the game has been, you know, we have uh, resources headings for pitching, for hitting, for throwing, for, uh, you know, working out, uh, practice planning, basically every uh, facet of the game. We've been working on compiling resources from um, collegiate teams of all levels, Division One down to NEIA, and then we have um, some private facilities on board. Um, you know, we have um, some companies on board, uh, Rap Soto and some of these other technology companies on board to help us out as well. Um, you know, our original idea was to charge monthly membership fees. You know, the elephant in the room, it's it's not free to, to put something together like this, but uh, we also want to give back to those that have helped us along the way. So we're actually offering free memberships to um, access the information. You know, you sign up for a free membership, you gain all access to all of our resources. Uh, you can check that out at um, the system.farm. Um, that's, uh, pretty much live and built out. Now you can go ahead and, uh, create that membership. We will con- be continually adding resources on there. 
Uh, so make sure you check that out. Uh, we also have a discount code section on there to where, um, you know, partnered with some companies, you have a discount code button there. You click the button, it takes you directly to their site. So, you know, coaching a few years at the NAI level, those budgets, they're, they're bleak, if anything. So just trying to help you guys out, another resource there. Um, and, you know, we're, we'll continually update that and want to continue to get back to you guys. So um, that's kind of what we're working on, Joey. Still, you know, just trying to get back to the game and help those that helped us along the way. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, again, when that comes back to uh, resources, um, it's, just, it's just unbelievable, again, like what people have been willing to uh, give to us and so that we can give to other people and redistribute that love. Um, and that's one thing, like I said, we we really looked into that. And again, um, multiple multiple ways, even with the podcast, obviously, when we very uh, started, we just want to provide another resource. And so as we get moving forward here, again, what, what we're able to provide on the website will grow um, everybody that, again, if you're listening to this and you're a coach and you'd like to be a part of that, your practice plans, your, you know, workout plans, anything like that, like information is information. Um, and we'd love for you guys to share that stuff with us so that we could redistribute that for other people. Also, obviously put you in a position uh, that you can kind of show your growth and player development. Like we said, we're putting you on display. We're putting, we're providing another platform uh, for you to show your growth and what you're able to get your players and and the growth you're starting to see with them when it comes to, you know, again, uh, showing some data or some data collection techniques or player development techniques. Um, all of those things are great ways uh, for us to put you guys on a platform and also too for us uh, to really give back to the community. So, uh, we'd love for you guys to share your information with us. So if you guys would like to send any of that stuff over, uh, reach out to us on direct message, uh, send us an email, go to our website. There's a whole bunch of contact options on there as well. Um, I think those are all great, great things. And it's going to keep pushing the game forward, but until next time from us and our partners over at Rapsodo, the farm system out.